Is your app visible in the Apple App Store and Google Play Store? Well, Gummy Cube can optimize your app to increase search rankings. See how they can increase your revenue with App Store optimization. And to learn more by going to www.gummycube.com. That's G-U-M-M-I-C-U-B-E, gummycube.com. And thank you so much to Gummy Cube for supporting this show. Apptentive has given us a way as app entrepreneurs to get customer feedback directly within the app. So to sign up for a free mobile app consultation, go to apptentive.com forward slash app guy, all lowercase, apptentive, A-P-P-T-E-N-T-I-V-E dot com forward slash app guy. And thank you so much, Apptentive, for supporting this show. Hi, this is Afure App, Head of Product Advisor, and you're listening to the App Guy Podcast. The App Guy Podcast, straight from your host, Paul, the App Guy, sharing his app entrepreneur journey with you for your enjoyment. And now, Paul, the App Guy. Welcome to another episode of the App Guy Podcast. I'm your host, it's Paul Kemp. This is the show where I'm appealing to all the app entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, uh, startup founders. If you're working for a corporation and you just like to hear the journeys of startup founders, then this is the show for you. Uh, what I do is I go uh, all around the world and where I can find the best entrepreneurs, we interview them, we learn from them, so it helps you out. So do stay tuned. All the show notes will be going on episode 399 of the App Guide podcast. Uh, let me introduce today's guest. Today's guest is Orion Caniel, and he is the CEO and co-founder of Apps Flyer. Apps Flyer, and we're going to learn about uh, the challenges and the journey he's had with uh, this company. So, uh, Orion, welcome to the App Guide podcast. Thank you for having me. That, tell us about uh, Apps Flyer then. What is it you're getting up to? Uh, Apps Flyer is an, is an attribution analytics for mobile applications. Um, maybe I'll tell you a little bit how it started. So back in 2011, I was working for a small VC fund and I was talking with app developers about the marketing efforts. And I was shocked about the lack of tools and measurement they had back then. Basically, app developers and marketers been spending their money and marketing budgets anywhere without being able to to attribute and measure anything. Basically what they did is pray and pray. And that takes me back to the advertising industry that nothing was measurable. Then digital entered this advertising business uh, with the internet and with the internet you have the, the traditional tools like cookies so you can actually measure the effectiveness of basically ads and then correlate that to the actual revenue that you're having let's say, a purchase or anything like that. And everything changed again with the introduction of the iPhone, the app stores, and then the mobile application. With the mobile application, you don't have access to cookies. Uh, you're sending your users to the, to the app store to download the app. It's not an HTML code, it's native code. And with all that, you just cannot attribute anything. So all the information and the data that you have is within the silos of different applications and you cannot correlate that to anything. Um, my, my personal background is engineering uh, and I thought to myself that this is an amazing thing to solve because A, there's a lot of challenges in the technology area and this is you know what I kind of bring to the table as well. And I thought to myself that this is really something that is needed in the industry, period. 
And if it's not going to be me or us, somebody else will solve it. I mean, this is a huge need for that. So, so Orian, I want to really pick up on this journey because it sounds fantastic. And the fact that we, we will talk more about AppsFlyer, but let's start with that VC fund. You were working for a VC fund. You had, I guess, a future in what, what finance almost, but you decided to uh, become an entrepreneur yourself. What uh, drove you to decide that? Uh, that, that? That was interesting. So I started, um, it was a summer internship in a small VC and I had like a, uh, in my my background, I did like an MBA and I had like an exchange program with Wharton. So I was, I was in Philadelphia for a year and a half. Um, and when I started working in this fund, I thought to myself that this is the best job I could imagine because you're doing so much, you're working with so many entrepreneurs, you're working with so many startups, you learn so much. Uh, but, uh, but then after a short while, there is a feeling that you're doing a lot, but you're not doing anything, right? Because at the end of the day, the entrepreneurs and the companies and, 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 the, and the management of the, these companies know their segment the best. And you need to accept that, right? I mean, these guys are actually working days in, days out, 24-7 about their startup company and living the, the life of being in this segment. And as an outsider, there is limited amount of information and data and news you, you can bring to them. Although some of the investors think uh, they know better, but uh, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> that's usually the not the greatest investors. Um, I mean, that, because it's not, it, it just, it cannot be true. Also because, you know, good investors invest in, in founders that know the segment, the company, better than them. So, is it what's interesting, Orion, is that many entrepreneurs perhaps want to be the other side of the table. They want to be the ones pulling the purse strings. And I, um, I don't uh, think so. Uh, but I, what, I, what I, you're I, saying is, yeah, you're saying the opposite, where you're yeah. on the side of where you have like a lot of power. Let's face it, you know, you have money to invest and make the dreams of entrepreneurs come true or not, depending on your decision. But you wanted to get into the game and and build up your own thing. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. That's very I mean, inspiring. You to, yeah, you have to fall in love with something. Um, now, you can fall in love with different companies and portfolio companies and and that, but it's not like, you know, falling in love in, in one thing, in one product, be the best out of it and just change the market. And this is what we're doing, changing the market and changing the segment of mobile analytics and mobile advertising. Um, and this is something that, I mean, you can do as an investor by investing in the right companies, but you, you don't have, you have kind of limited control of whether it's successful or not. And only when you, you know, holding the steering wheel, uh, for me, I'm enjoying it more. <laughs> yeah, that's great. So you've uh, jumped into uh, this is your idea in regards to uh, there was a real need in the market back in 2011, especially for measurement of uh, 
activity in apps. And so you set up AppsFlyer to address that problem. Tell us then what you did to get uh, the idea from and that idea to uh, a running business. Uh, we wanted to solve the, the uh, app discovery pain. There was a big pain. And, and we found that there, I mean, you cannot track and you cannot attribute. So whether, whether even you build the ultimate machine of driving the right users to the right applications at the right time, you don't have the tools to give you the feedback whether there's, someone, there's something that you did, whether you did right or wrong, and how you can improve. So um, I, I, I met uh, my co-founder and CTO, whom I known, I know him for many years, since high school. And we've also been working together in Intel. Um, um, so I, I know him for, for quite a long time. Um, so we discussed that and we just started to work on the, on the technology uh, to overcome this kind of gap. And I can tell you there is a big challenge in this, in, in what we do, um, because of the lack of cookies and everything. So we need to understand whether specific action that a user is doing on his mobile device, on his mobile device, whether it was related to an ad that he saw or clicked in the last, let's say, 30 days. Yeah, let's talk about uh, then uh, actually starting the company, uh, Apps Flyer. Like, did you then uh, have good connections with the VC community and raise money, or did you decide to um, bootstrap the company? Yeah, so. The yeah, it, it was, uh, no, yeah, we've been working on this technology and, 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 and product for more than a year with no funding and no salaries whatsoever. Uh, we both, you know, it's our first company, uh, so we, we don't have a lot of money. We didn't have a lot of money, uh, uh, but still we've been working on this with no salaries for more, more than a year. Um, after a year, a year, in 2012, actually I accidentally met the uh, managing partner of, of Magma Ventures in the elevator, and it was an elevator pitch outside the elevator. <laughs> I, I didn't get into the elevator. Um, and I told him, yeah, this is what we do, and this is what, I mean, I, I met him like a few months before. Uh, and he said, yeah, let's meet. And, and a week after, we had the term sheet, and a month and a half after, we had the money in the bank uh, for, the, for the seed rank. Uh, seed round. Um, so we decided to build value because we found out that it's the best, shortest way a to build the product, prove it to us and to investors and potential investors, and it also allows us to select our investors. That that's such an inspiring story. It really is, and and so that helped you propel to the next level in your business. Yeah, instead of building uh, fancy investment decks and, and chasing down investors, we decided to build value and to build value to our clients. So what we did is kind of very simple in one way, but in the other way, I can tell you that back then when we told investors about what we do, they were like, 
they didn't a they didn't understand what we are doing they couldn't believe that something like this doesn't exist they always been connecting that to the web and they've been asking me and what is the equivalent in the web they just didn't understand the whole thing and I said to myself yeah they don't understand because they're not in the business but what if we're just gonna sell the product to our clients they're gonna be happy we're gonna be happy and if the investors want to validate their confidence about whether there is a need in this market they just can give a call to our clients and this is what happened they gave a call to the clients to a few of our clients they asked them about the product and about the need and then they understand that this is a very much needed solution uh, in the market and for any app developer out there. That is, is very inspiring. And I'm just trying to think, uh, in terms of clients, how did you actually get the initial clients uh, for what was then a very new product? Yeah. Um, so uh, one more thought before that. What we had in mind is, and this is what I'm telling in entrepreneurs, if you can build a product, a minimum viable product, uh, deliver that and give it to some clients to try and use it, this is better than chasing uh, investors. Because by doing that, you're bringing the investors to you. And let's assume you can, you can get to the, you know, to the doors of these investors and you don't have the product and you don't have the clients to speak for you, you're going to get to the point that they want to want to talk with your clients. You're not going to have any because you've been chasing investors and building decks. So you're not going to get the investment. And it doesn't really matter if, I mean, if you, you need to build the product and do the market validation anyway. So just do it as soon as possible. And so how did you get the early product in the hands of clients? Yeah, so that, that, that was the question. So at the beginning, it was friends, just friends. Uh, friends that we meet here and there in, in some different meetups and stuff was uh, small app developers and then it was it got into uh, bigger and bigger clients uh, like very rapidly because it was, was really a needed product um, some of these early clients uh, I can tell you that one of them became one of our uh, managers in, in the engineering team uh, Actually, I remember a story that's kind of an interesting story. There was a, a meetup in, uh, in Google Campus. Uh, it was a meetup around Google Analytics. Um, and I asked there at, uh, at, this, at this event, I asked uh, the Google guy, and how do you find the referrer of the app install? He had no answers. And this is something that we've been building, right? Um, he had no answers and someone came for me, to me after the event and told me, listen, this is very interesting. I'm really interested about how to get the referrer of the install because this is something that you cannot get anywhere. Um, and apparently he had like one of the largest application in Israel back then. Uh, so I told him, yeah, let's, let's do it. I'll send you the SDK and you can try it. Um, and that was very, very early days. So he did try the SDK, but after two days, he told me, listen, Oren, there's something wrong with the SDK. It crashed my app. And I'm like, oh, man. I mean, we have, we have just two guys, two co-founders. 
I I told my uh, uh, brother-in-law, he's now my brother-in-law, and he was just do doing that as a favor at the SDK. Oh, okay, so, so the guy so, actually come and joined you? Uh, no, no. So I told I told the, the the new client, I told him, you know what? I trust you. I'm gonna send you the source code of the SDK. It would be great if you can find the bug. Um, so he did find the bug, and then he started, you know, to work for us part time on the SDK development, and. Uh, and last year, he just joined us full time and as a manager in the R and D team. So he's still fixing the bug <laughs> <laughs> four years after. <laughs> well, uh, what I'm learning from you a lot of different things actually. Let me just summarize uh, what I've learned from you so far. One one is that it, the importance of your network and leveraging on your network, and and that is a long running theme throughout my show. Uh, the other is. Uh, prove the concept first so that you know that you've got a viable product and investors will come to you rather than the reverse. And uh, I guess just pick something that you're really passionate about as well, uh, which is uh, sounds like, you, you know, you are really passionate. Uh, when did it, was there a particular point where it really did start to take, take off for you? Uh, I think that it started as soon as we released the product and it just didn't stop and accelerated in the last when we launched the product in 2012 beginning of 2012 so it's like uh, four years of non-stop apps <laughs> uh, yeah so so like every day and every week there is a new peak a new peak a new peak uh, in terms of clients and in terms of functionality and in terms of uh, the team, um, uh, you know, just just as an example, we started the year in 2015 uh, with 35 people at the team. Uh, today we are 130 in eight different offices. So when we started the year, it was main office in Tel Aviv and just the start of an office in San Francisco. And like I mentioned, we have uh, five offices in Asia and two offices in the US. <clears throat> uh, two years ago, we were only nine people in the company. Uh, and I can tell you that the business is growing even faster, in fact, much faster than we grew the team. In SaaS business, you, you can have amazing growth every month, but there's a limited amount of people that you can actually hire and onboard to the company. So there is always like this kind of more need for working hands in terms of the demand from our clients. So people always need to you know, think about the boundaries of their position and about the job scope and just think out of the box. What they have in mind is uh, the mission of the company and then what they need to do to get there. It's also good for managers because, you know, all the managers that we have here, or most of the managers that we have here are first-time managers, including myself. 
Let me take this opportunity to thank my sponsors. App Store Optimization is the best user acquisition channel that you can actually get. Focusing on search ranking within the app stores can help you gain quality users cost-effectively. GummyCube has exclusive data and algorithms from thousands of campaigns to help you with App Store Optimization. These are the key ASO factors that they look at. App title, app keywords, app reviews and ratings, app description, app logo, app screenshots, app publish name, app category, a lot to choose from here. And if we actually just focus on one, app keywords for example, this is what users are actually looking for. You know you're only allowed 100 characters. Picking the best keywords requires understanding your market and actually GummyCube can help you with this. They have a full app store optimization service. So why spend all the time trying to do this yourself? Just don't take the risk of missing any one of these factors. Go and get GummyCube to help you out. It's www.gummycube.com, G-U-M-M-I-C-U-B-E, gummycube.com and start optimizing your app today. And let me thank GummyCube for being such a great supporter of this show. Apptentive have a great intelligent ratings prompt. So what does that mean? It means that you can drive five-star reviews, which obviously then means your app is going to climb the charts. Uh, so what you can do is you can prompt the user, ask the question, hey, do you like the app? Yes or no? It's pretty obvious that if they hit yes, you wanna take them to the review page so they can leave a really cool review. If they hit no, you do not want to take them to the review page. You wanna take them to the inbuilt messaging center where you can actually communicate with them two-way and find out why they don't like the app. So keep those criticisms off of the review page and help your app climb the charts by only driving five-star reviews to the review page. Uh, go and check them out. It's apptentive.com forward slash app guy. That's apptentive.com forward slash app guy. They will give you a free consultation. And thank you so much to Apptentive for supporting this show. And now let's get back to the episode. It sounds like a wonderful journey. And uh, there are two more things we need to do before saying goodbye to you, Orion. One is that uh, you are in a really unique position because you get to see, I guess, a lot of information flowing through about what works and what doesn't. You mentioned that at the start of our chat. And I just wondered from you, the, you, you talked about referrers to uh, the apps. What are the biggest sources of referrals that you're seeing in, in terms of su successful uh, app downloads? Uh, great question, and this is a question that we're getting a lot. I can tell you there is no one answer. I mean, there is no 10 answers. It's really, really different about uh, different applications such as gaming and travel, and then uh, 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 geolocations where, where the user's targets, and then uh, custom audiences and targeting and different campaigns can be very, very co complex. Um, I can tell you that we published several indexes that deal with that question exactly. Uh, gaming, in this quarter we did e-commerce, travel and utilities. We had different kind of results for these two segments, but it's also an aggregation of, of many, many clients and many, 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 many campaigns so it can give you an idea, but it's not going to do your, your homework. Your homework is to go out there with your application and try as much as you can, as fast as you can, learn, adopt, optimize, and get to the profitable channels for you. For each application that's different, for each team that's different. 
but I can tell you for that obviously for getting getting uh, uh, the, the the big guys are very important, uh, such as Facebook, uh, Google, Twitter, and other companies that you for sure wanna work with in terms of user acquisition. And there is no one source that can do the job for you. That's gonna be a waste of money. You need to try as much as possible and not only channels because only within Facebook or Google, there are hundreds of thousands of ways to get users. Yeah, so anyone, if you're driving, don't pull, pull over to the side of the road and just uh, go to episode 399 of the app and uh, you'll just see an episode 399. I'll put a link to those um, reports that Orion is talking about. So this is the final thing. This is a show about apps. Orion, we love to speak to entrepreneurs and find out what are their favorite apps for uh, working, for, for being productive. I wondered if you have like an app recommendation you could give to us, maybe an app that we haven't heard of before. Asana. Great, and you actually use that for working with your teams? Uh, we use Asana to manage so many things here that it's getting crazy. I mean, I mean, yeah, it, it works very well, and in some areas we need a more structured way in, in doing things. Uh, we also speak with Asana sometimes to, to you know, uh, to see how we can do things better and how they can do things better. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm doing that to manage my own time, my own tasks and, and other people's tasks in the, in, the, in the team also. Uh, we use it for bug reports and support escalations and product development and everything is in there. Everything is, is transparent. You can, any, any team member in the company can search for anything. Uh, it's, it's really a much needed tool. What is reminding me of is ch a chat with uh, one of my very earliest episodes where the founder uh, decided to go and work for Asana. That was back in 2013 when my show started. And it was uh, a good decision by him because the, the, they've really grown and become an invaluable resource. And it's good to hear you uh, mention Asana. It's not been mentioned for a long time. So, uh, well, that's it. That, thanks very much for joining us on the App Guy podcast. Thanks. It was a wonderful journey. Lots of interesting things. Uh, there will be links to various uh, th things that you've mentioned in the app. But in the meantime, how do people reach out to, to you? How do they connect and get in touch? Oren at Tafsa.com. Uh, Orient, again, that'll be uh, links to that on the show notes. Uh, thank you so much for joining us on the App Guide podcast. All the best with the growth. It sounds like uh, it's uh, the start of a, a very, very big, big company. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, thanks. Remember, GummyCube are the experts when it comes to App Store optimization. They can give you big data analytics software for App Store optimization and for mobile marketing. They use DataCube, which is App Store intelligence software, getting all the data from App Stores and not by scraping the web. To go and launch a campaign, go to www.gummycube.com. That's G-U-M-M-I-C-U-B-E.com. Thanks very much for supporting this sponsor. Also, my other sponsor is Apptentive. Apptentive are offering a free 55-page ebook on how to get the best ratings and reviews uh, to find out more just go to apptentive.com forward slash app guy that's apptentive.com forward slash app guy and thank you very much to apptentive for supporting the show and finally happy new year to you it's uh, 2016 wow it's been going for some years now this show i want to wish you all the best uh, prosperity and success 
in the app entrepreneurial business for 2016. Uh, just to let you know that uh, the show continues to go on. Thanks for bearing with me while I took a break. And uh, I am coming back with lots of really interesting episodes. I'd love to get your feedback, get your thoughts. Uh, it's much, much better because I can uh, tailor these shows so that it meets your needs. So do uh, try to help me out by either leaving a review or uh, even better, filling in a very quick survey. Uh, just go to theappguy.co forward slash survey, theappguy.co forward slash survey, all lowercase, and give me your feedback uh, to help me improve the show. Thanks very much. And I'm looking forward to 2016. And episode 400 is almost here, almost here. And I'm going to do something special. So stay tuned. Speak to you soon. Bye for now.